Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. Blessed Beatrice of Deste. century, Italy was torn by strife. Two powerful factions fought for control, the Guelphs and the Ghibellines. The Guelphs were allied with Pope Gregory IX, contending that the papacy must be independent of the German emperors and that the city republic should be allowed to rule themselves free from outside influence. The Ghibellines fought to weaken the authority of the church and to consolidate the power of the German emperors in Italy. To make matters worse, private feuds existed between powerful individuals and families, and street fighting was almost a daily occurrence. It is an afternoon of the year 1220. Beatrice Deste, a girl of 14, enters the room of her aunt. Aunt Isabel, hasn't Otto returned yet? No, Beatrice. But don't worry, he'll be all right. He took a strong escort with him. Oh, why do the Torelli and the Destes always have to be at each other's throats? Will there ever be peace in Ferrara? And Isabel, why must they fight? Oh, it goes back many years, Beatrice. Was the house of Deste at fault? Please, please don't ask questions of me. But I'll have to be told sometime. My brother, my relatives have always put me off when I ask. I'm no longer a child. It's not right. But it's not my place to... No. No, you're right, Beatrice. If you're old enough to marry, you're old enough to know the history of your house. Then it was our fault. Was it father? No. He inherited the feud which began with your great-grandfather, or before. What feud? Well, one of the destes, it makes no difference which, 
carried away by violence, a girl who was to be the bride of one of the Torellis. There's been hatred between the two families ever since. My father, I remember him a little. So he was at war with the Torelli. Oh, that's a continuation of another strife. Your father became head of the Guelphs and the first lord of the Ferrara. Naturally, he fought for the papacy against the enemies of the church. This, too, your brother fights for. But his energy is drained off by this private feud. All over a young girl abducted by a destiny. My dear, she was only a pawn. The real struggle was for power. I, I, I don't understand. The marriage would have united two great families and put wealth and troops at the disposal of the Torelli. Your great-grandfather prevented it. At the cost of many lives. Oh, was it worth it? Oh, Beatrice, you're not very worldly. Life is a struggle for power, and men do cruel deeds in that struggle. Aunt Isabel, tell me about my brother, Aldo Brondinus. What is there to tell? He died when he was ten. Well, how did he die? I was sent away. When I asked about him, I was told I was too young. Please, please don't question me about him. I'll not rest until I know. Aunt Isabel, how did my brother die? He... he was poisoned. By whom? I don't know. By the Torelli? I told you, Beatrice, I don't know. The murderer was never found. I remember him so well. He was always kind. Had he lived, he would have been my protector instead of Otso. Naturally, since he was the oldest son. Could it be that someone within the house of Deste did it? Beatrice, never say that, never think it. Put it out of your mind and never think of it again. But Aunt Isabel... No, no, Beatrice. I'll not talk any more about this. Very well. Where did Otto go today? He went to Signor Roberto di Stefano. Di Stefano? What business could he have with him? For that, you will have to wait until your brother returns. Signor, an alliance between the house of Deste... And Di Stefano would put us in a position to control not only Ferrara, but the surrounding towns as well. Granted, Adso. I look with favor on a marriage. But my son has voiced some objections to marrying your sister, Beatrice. But with the generous dowry, which I... The dowry is quite satisfactory. Well, then what is the objection? My son has heard your sister is inclined toward a religious life. Oh, that... Oh, that's a childish notion she once had. She's gotten over it. Well, isn't it true she dresses very plainly, rarely goes out, and absolutely refuses to wear ornaments of any kind? Well, when her father died, she went into deep mourning. But that was eight years ago. But see, she would have been a child of six at the time. Uh, that's right. Isn't it a bit strange that she would continue to mourn him? Children get over these things rather quickly. Well, I'm afraid my aunt's humored her childish notions. But now that Beatrice is old enough to marry, I can assure you she'll take an interest in the beautiful clothing and jewels and the social obligations which befit her position. I can depend on that. I will see to it. Very well, Atso. Talk to your sister about these matters and permit me to call on her in a week or so. Thank you, Signor. Tell your son not to concern himself about Beatrice. She will make him a wife he can be proud of. Be careful on the way home, Otso. Torelli may be about. 
My escort is waiting for me. If the Torelli wish a fight, we shall oblige. The Torelli lie in wait for you. Where? Where are they? Inside street, a few squares from the palace. A few men will fall on you as you return, but the main body will wait. When the guards inside the palace rush out to help, this main force will try to seize the gates. I see. Then here is what we do. You get back to the palace through the underground entrance. Tell them not to open the gates until I call from outside. Do you understand? Yes, Signore. And next... Leon, we'll take half of our force and continue toward the palace as we normally would. Make plenty of noise, so they will think you are a great number of men. I will take the rest of the men. Go by the back street and keep the main route open. Leon will have to fight his way through to us, and then in a body we withdraw toward the palace. I will march first. Leon waits ten minutes and then moves as I have directed. The men in the two right files will follow me. Move as quietly as possible. Forward. March. And Isabel, what's happening? It must be the Torelli. I'll open the window and see. Help him, he's trapped. The street's narrow. A few men can hold while the others are under safety. Hold, men! Hold on a moment more, and Leon will be with us. Fall back! Fall back! Leon, you leave the men! I'll come in the retreat! Open the gate! Open the gate! You men on the walls! Spring your bows! Pour arrows into them! Now! Run for the gate! Close them! Close the gate! Pass through with your arrows! Have we left anyone outside? Only the dead, senor. They have given up, Signor Azzo. It was close work, Leon. Very close. He's safe, thank heaven. For the moment. But what of tomorrow and the next day? Oh, when will this fighting end? Your brother is fighting for what is right. For his Pope and for his city. If only that were true. If only my brother were not so in love with power. If only we had not wronged the Torelli. What's done is done. It's too late to change things now. Oh, Otso. Beatrice. And Isabel told me that 
you've been upset about the fighting yesterday. Oh, yes, I'm always upset when my brother fights. Oh, thank you for your concern. I'm told you also ask many questions about the family, about our brother. Well, I learned for the first time how he died. She shouldn't have told you. But why should it be kept from me? Because you might think I'm responsible for his death. Otto! Oh, don't be so shocked. There's a proverb. Whoever profits by the crime is guilty of it. And I did profit, since I was next in line to the house of destiny. What? So you didn't? No, no. I didn't murder my brother. To be sure, I had a younger brother's resentment about being pushed aside. But I never wished for his death. Oh, I'm greatly relieved to hear this, Otso. And I tried my best to find out who was guilty. We suspected a nurse the Torelli planted in the household. But there was no proof. Oh, but I didn't come here to talk about that. No? Look here, a present. Don't you like it? You don't seem very pleased. Well, it's a very beautiful ornament. Oh, it's not a trinket. This emerald is one of the most beautiful in Italy. Thank you, Otto. I don't really want it. I want you to have it. And I want you to wear the other family jewels. But why, Otto? It's time that you dressed and acted as a deste. You must discard these simple, unattractive clothes and dresses becomes your rank. Please, I've no desire for rich gowns. Beatrice, how much longer are you going to keep this childish notion? Father has been long dead, and you must take your place in the world. Otto, you don't understand. I don't dress plainly because of father. Well, then why? Why, in preparation for what I wish to be. And what is that? A religious. What? You mean you want to enter a convent? Yes. Well, this is preposterous. I thought you'd forgotten that nonsense long ago. What's nonsense to you is the most natural thing in the world to me. Well, I'll not have it. You must forget about it. But why do you insist that I... Because you are the Princess Deste. You are necessary to my plans. Beatrice, in order to survive, we must unite with another powerful family. The only way we can do that is through marriage. The way Grandfather became Marchesa Deste? Yes, he married well. But you can do even better. Today, I talked with Signor Roberto. But I have no desire to marry. Have you no concept of a woman's place in the world? I've given much thought to it. Then you must know. Men rule by power. It's acquired by force of arms or by marriage. Since women can't fight, they must marry well. But women can fight, Otto. Oh, not like men with swords and bows, but... Oh, what are you talking about? Hasn't the House of Deste always fought for the Church of Christ? Yes, yes, of course. But what has that to do with then what I'm... Then why can't a woman ally herself with Christ... Don't... ...and fight with the cross? Please, Beatrice, don't talk foolishly. It's weight of arms that comes. No, no, Otto. You're talking about material values. Power and territory may be necessary Necessary? For... Why, the Pope would be driven from Rome if not for our forces to back him up. I grant you that, Otto. But won't the Pope be far safer if we can win men's souls? Isn't man's spiritual salvation the real fight? What profit the house of Deste if it, if it control all of Italy and lose its soul? Now, Beatrice, we are not going to lose our souls. But we will lose the roof over our heads if we don't unite with Signor Roberto. 
Otso, I shall never marry. Now look here. I am your protector. And Lord of Ferrara, you will do as I say. If I were to marry to satisfy your ambition for power, I'd not be true to God nor to a husband. You have no love for your father's house. When we need you most, you turn your back on us and want to run off to a convent. No. No, you are wrong. I don't run from anything. Otto, listen to me. When you, a soldier, hear the call to arms, don't you put on your armor and rush to the front? Yes, yes. Well, I, in my quiet life, have heard a call. A call to poverty, humility, chastity, and service to Christ. And I must answer. I'll not listen to any more of this. You have one week to prepare yourself. Then Signor Roberto will call. Please, Otto. You will begin at once. Dinner will be at seven. I shall expect you. Dressed as Beatrice, the Princess Deste. Here is your emerald. Will you please listen to I me? I shall see you at seven. She'll be here, Aunt Isabel. I made it perfectly clear it was an order. She's coming, you see? A little firmness is all it takes. Uh, Beatrice, how beautiful. What a difference. Aunt Isabel, isn't she beautiful? Uh, regal, that's the word. Come, Beatrice, Princess Deste. Permit me to escort you to the table. Thank you, Otto. Have you any idea how lovely you are in that gown? Did you consult your mirror before coming down? Yes, Otto. I studied myself in the mirror for a long time. And what did you see? I saw myself. <laughs> of course. Of course. But now you see what fine gowns and sparkling jewels can do for you. You'll never want to dress differently. Wait until Senior Roberto sees you. You know what I'm going to do. Drive a better bargain. Otso, I pleased you in this unimportant matter of dress. And I am very happy. Thank you, Beatrice. I did this that you might let me please God in what is important. You will please me in all matters, important or unimportant. One week from today, you will be ready to meet Senior Roberto. Then as quickly as possible, you will become a bride. Yes, Otto. I will become a bride. Well, huh? You see how easy it was once I put my foot down? No one could have been more surprised than I. <laughs> the day you went to Signor Roberto, I dare not tell her what your purpose was. Well, one never can understand the changeable mind of a young girl. <laughs> it was the clothes and the jewels. Once she saw how beautiful she was, she decided not to throw away her life on the church. Oh, but now, uh, no time should be lost in arranging the wedding. When do you suggest? I'll call on Signor Roberto tomorrow. But he'll want to see her first before he presents his son. I'll take Beatrice with me. It will save time. Now, uh, Beatrice, 
When Signor Roberto comes in, you will say as little as possible. Uh, but don't act frightened or as if he were doing us a favor by this union. Uh, rather, the other way around. You can act a little reluctant about marrying his son, if you wish. But not too much, of course. Just enough to make him anxious. But if... Oh! Atsu! Well, I hardly expected to see you so soon. Uh, Signor Roberto, in order to put to rest at once the rumors you may have heard about my sister, I've brought her here so you can see for yourself what she's like. Allow me to present Beatrice, Princess Deste. I am greatly honored, Princess. Permit me to say you're beautiful. Thank you, Signor. Now, if you'll excuse me, I wish to speak to Atso. I am greatly pleased with her. You, of course, have spoken to her about the marriage. Yes. She does not object. No. After I had a talk with her, she put on the jewels and consented to become a bride. This religious vocation was just a passing fancy with her. Good. And I think we should have the marriage soon. Well, she did insist on seeing your son before agreeing to the match. But you have seen him. You know that he Well, is. yes, but uh, I did promise her I'd not force the match unless she liked him. Oh, I'm sure she will, senor. But uh, I want her to be happy. You will speak in his favor, of course. Oh, certainly. Uh, but remember now, it was you who expressed some reluctance to consider the marriage. Well, it was these rumors. Now I'm satisfied. Not so. There will be an additional concession of territory if you see that she looks with favor on my son. Bring him to the palace one week from tonight. I'll present him to Beatrice, and then you and I can arrange the final contract. Please sit down, senores. I'll get Princess Beatrice, and you may as well get ready for a surprise. Beatrice! Beatrice! Open the door! Beatrice! Will you open the door? Senor Roberto's waiting! Beatrice, unless you open this door, I... Beatrice, uh, are you here? What is this note? My dear brother, despairing of ever persuading you to consent to my marriage to Christ's church, I have left my home. So she's left home to enter a convent. In that case, I shall look elsewhere for a marriage for my son. No, no, no. Don't be hasty, Signor Roberto. I'll find her. I'll bring her back. She will do as I wish. I've had evidence of how well she obeys your wishes. Look for her if you wish, Atso, but not as a bride for my son. If you'll only give me a little time. The agreement is no longer valid. The woman my son marries must prefer the life of the world, imperfect as it is to the perfect world that is heaven. Good day, Atso. Good day, senor. Oh, Atso, take an older man's advice. Let her stay in her convent. Don't try to force her back. She does not belong in a convent. 
picture belongs here. Let God be the judge of that. If she is not wanted, he will send her back. Beatrice presented herself to the Benedictine convent of Santa Margarita at Solorona and was accepted. A year and a half later, because of worldly interruptions and war activities, she and ten other nuns were transferred to a secluded house at Gemola. Here she spent the rest of her short life, dying in her 20th year. In 1578, her relics were carried to Padua, where they are still held in great veneration. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV-AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymore. Attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need. Please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement Graymore. Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.